0: live with another episode of the Brownwater Banter Podcast Digital. My name is Jared Seymour. My name is Joey Cates. That's right. That's right. We have a great show for you lined up this evening. We have Heather Smith from Heather Smith Outdoors. She's going to be joining us virtually to talk about her uh, digital content creator, uh, Avid Fisherman. Uh, what are you laughing at? Did I already mess something up out No, game?
1: I screwed up. I screwed up already.
0: Okay, good deal. Uh, she's an Avid Fisherman. She's a content creator. She's got um, a, across all platforms. I was looking at the, the Facebook, the uh, Instagram. We got a lot to talk about this evening. But before we do, we want to thank the sponsors of the show like we always do right out of the gate our good buddy dr robbie williams over at southern magnolia smiles if you're looking for a great local dentist he's over in washington avenue uh, in ocean springs look him up on the socials at southern magnolia smiles and book that appointment man keep your mouth clean in 2023 give him a call at 228 215 1202 and uh tell him that you heard about us uh, heard about him on the Brownwater banter podcast Moving right along, Jesse Hill and his team over at Hilltree Marketing. I just messaged uh, Jesse, as a matter of fact, right before we went live because I'm having an issue doing something on my website, and he's one phone call away, and he's local. If you need someone to build a website for you and help you manage it, uh, that local thing, man, I'm telling you right now, it's better than having to call some company and wait on the, the phone and go through a directory and all this other stuff. Hilltree Marketing right here in uh miss in the mississippi gulf coast he can build it for you and he can maintain it go over to Hilltreemarketing.com, check out some of the brands that he's worked with locally send him a message and uh tell him again that you heard about him on Roundwater banter podcast our good buddy rocky brooks over at sea to swamp located uh on goche van cleave exit uh go over there he's got all of your outdoor and apparel needs right there in his shop man check him out on Facebook at the um at C the number two and swamp send him a message tell him that you heard about him here he's got baits rods reels tackles like I said Air apparel man. he's he's carrying um the brownwater banter gear in there he's got some of our hats he's got our buddy Josh uh from fishing the south he's got his gear over there as well go check him out uh rocky's also got mississippi uh, Co- uh coastal angler the mississippi version and the uh, alabama version yeah caitlin uh, has through, the
1: alabama version
0: yeah so go check them out and uh show them some support shop local when you can and then last but not least i was also on the phone with uh with tyler here just a minute ago talking about uh the transition that they're about to go through over at uh taylor and Cox Law Firm. Uh, but Taylor and Cox is a sponsor of the show. If you're looking for an attorney, they've been practicing law over in Pascagoula for over 30 or no, for 30 years. Excuse me. They specialize in criminal law, family law, and civil, civil litigation defense. So if you find yourself in the need for some representation here locally, uh, give them a call at two, two, eight, six, nine, six, zero, one, one, one. And, uh, Tyler's going to be taking over, uh, his practice, uh, completely because, uh, Calvin, you know, won the circuit court judge. So he's not allowed to practice law, uh, when you're practicing as a judge. So we'll probably have Tyler back on and talk about that transition, uh, which is a, it's a good thing, a real good thing for them, uh, and him as well, him taking over. And, uh, before we jump into it, we're going to mention for all you people watching the Bay Rat Bash is coming up, uh, April the 1st. It's yeah. our hardhead catfish tournament that we've teamed up with, uh, the guys from fish in the South. Uh, if you can't catch a catfish like Joey said, you need to Most throw excuses. all your poles away. There's no Most excuses. excuses. Uh, first place catfish can take you home, uh, $700. So uh, it's it's going to be a good time. It's going to be fun. The weigh-in is going to be at the Blind Tiger, uh, just like we've done in the past with the Head Showdown. Um, I thank our sponsors real quick on this, just right out the gate, too. Uh, South Mississippi Boat Show, Chasing Dot Charters, uh, Charter Trash, uh, Splash Mat, Saltwater Fanatics, Ocean Springs Marine Mart. The Bayou, Chandelier Brewing Into Deep. Uh, Joey, what's this? The Deepwater Mafia sponsored water mafia,
1: yeah. The spear fish the dive, which is own yeah. thing.
0: Yep. And then uh, Coastal Angler, Mississippi, the Blonde Tiger, and I'm missing Joey. Who is this right here? Uh with the with the anchor. Uh,
1: Gulf Coast Grains.
0: Gulf Coast Grains. Okay. And, okay, and, that's probably. and you're
1: missing Caddy Can and you're missing uh two more. You got the whole flyer, but we'll get them yeah. there next time.
0: Yeah, and Caddy Can, we saw them at the uh the boat show here this past weekend. And those guys are just really easy to get along with, easy to talk to, and instantly threw us some product to give away. Uh and like we let them know, we've been using their product for like 2 or 3 years now and have zero complaints about it. It's a it really works. It's a trash can for your boat. So so anyway, uh let's bring Heather in and let's get to talking, man, about uh the outdoors. So Heather, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing well. How are you guys doing?
0: We're good, great. Good. We're great. We're great. We're glad to have you here this evening. Um we we're just talking about the boat show. did you did, was you tell us earlier that you've been to the Blexi Boat show before in the past or that you just know Ronnie Daniels just b- because?
2: no i just know first of all thanks for having me on i appreciate sure. that okay so um and no i have not been to the blugsy boat show but i know ronnie daniels so i have fished with ronnie daniels before um i'm friends with uh, bart haddad he owns the dogwood he also owns Sportsman's lodge which i've, I've at several times down in venice and um i went over to go fish uh out of the dogwood down there and ronnie came down and uh i went out with ronnie and uh, i believe that this I believe he was—he uh, still is—the commissioner of fishing for uh, charter fishing for the state of Mississippi. So we sat down and we were talking because uh, actually we got into a good conversation um, about the leaders. So when a lot of people put on their leaders, some people use mono, some people use fluorine, and I noticed that he used mono. I also use mono um, when we tie off our leaders, so uh, that that was something that we kind of cracked a joke about. Cause you know, that's a big, a big argument amongst a lot of, a lot of anglers. Right. So, yeah. um, but no, I haven't had I the opportunity. you're not using fluoro. <laughs> no, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was, the styles I, I um, are going wild
1: right now in the comments. Yeah. I can't believe. Yeah, I can only fluoro.
2: imagine, you know, so, uh, but it's old school, but um, you know, I, I had a bunch of old school legendary fishermen that, that actually taught me, uh, you know, when I first got into bass fishing and, uh, it sticks. And obviously, some of those are Hall of Famers, so they can't be wrong. You know what I mean? So uh, that's how it is. But I saw your video that you guys had um, where you were at the Biloxi Boat Show. And I saw Ronnie, you know, letting everybody in and it, it cracked a smile on my face, you know, so to see him still doing very, very well.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. he go, he goes above and beyond for the kids at the at the boat show, making sure that they get that experience. You know, for them to kind of get them hooked with you know stuff to deal with the outdoors, and rather than just the iPads and the and the video games. You know, there's a time and a place for all that, but. Uh, we don't want the kids to, you know, to not have that experience. Like Joey was saying, throwing the uh, cast nets, and they've got a little fake deal where they, they, they cast the pole, and then they go through all these little stations, and at the end they walk out with a with a gift bag, a fishing pole, and they they always really enjoy it.
1: An R two D two fishing pole this year, it was legit. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh nice,
1: yeah,
2: yeah, nice. That's uh, that's awesome. I, I believe, I firmly believe in in Lily pads over iPads. I mean, there there is a place like you said for that, um, but you know the kids Kids are not going to be able to experience uh, the true beauty and, you know, majestic feeling of being in nature if we don't get them out there and submerge them in it and just, you know, let electronics be the babysitters. I mean, that's I see that happening a lot. And uh, I, I try, as I think you guys can see, I drag the littles with me everywhere. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure. For sure. Yeah. We yeah. got uh, uh, Donnie Handler, what's up, man, in the comments and then Tackle22Fishing. Uh, thanks for the comment. We appreciate that as well. Um, but, yeah, so... so- Tell us what what is Heather Smith outdoors? Like where do we start? Like how did how did you get into this digital content created, you know, with with the outdoor focus?
2: Uh well, actually, I I'm a tournament, you know, I started out tournament fishing. I, went, I mean, the story is so the I, I think it's funny, you know. I and I guess i maybe I'm behind in times. People say content creator. I mean, I was just doing tournaments and and posting videos and pictures of it. Right. And then as you get a little bit more competitive and it levels up more, you know, you can't post pictures of of what your your spots are. Right. You know, or if you know, otherwise you can expect your partner is going to take your phone and throw it off the boat. Right. You know, and or never fish with you again. And and, you know, getting into the outdoors, I just literally started taking pictures and and videoing everything I was just doing. Right. And, you know, uh, and I didn't realize, you know, slowly I started seeing all these people changing their their staff to you know content creator content creator and i'm like this is just my life you know like i don't yeah. i don't think it's a you know like people are like it's a creator i'm like i just think it's a life you know it's just my yeah. life i don't i don't know how you know like i don't understand I, I guess it's still confusing to me but um but so you know my whole focus what i grew up on the saltwater um you know i grew up in clear Lake. i was born actually in raceland louisiana down in the south uh my father was a captain um, my father was a captain at a very young age. He was a master mariner actually. And so, um, I made a post the other day. My, I call him my uncle Michael cause it was my dad's best friend. Uh, my dad was very unique, uh, probably one of the most brilliant individuals that's ever walked this earth, to be honest with you, although a little biased. But that's my dad, you know, and uh, he he always had he was the safety. I mean, it was the captain coming out in him. Right. So before I would get in the vehicle, he would run around and, you know, teach me how to do the safety check, you know, and run around and check everything. But he also didn't believe or he did not fully trust electronics or anything on the boat. So he would go into his office and he would chart the entire trip that he was going to take. And he took trips to Africa. He yeah. went down to South America and he would do everything, you know, celestial navigation and, and chart it prior to going. Um, and so at old nighttime going, it was old. yeah, sleep. it was actually, I did not appreciate it until yeah. I got older, you know, like really grasp the magnitude of what he was doing. And it was such an esoteric profession, you know, right. of, of what he was doing. Um, but I, uh, he would sit when I was little and he would just point to the stars and, and point out different constellations. And he would always remind me that the stars will always bring you home, you know? And I, I didn't understand what he was trying to say until I got older. And then, um, then, you know, so I'd always salt water, salt water, fish. We went out a lot, did a lot of it inshore, uh, did it offshore with my dad and his family and, you know, my mom's family. And um, then in 2018, uh, my mother passed away. And actually, my grandparents had passed away. So I lost one grandfather. Then I lost a grandmother. Then I lost a grandfather. Then I lost my mother. And I had already lost my dad. So, you know, everybody was gone. And I uh, just had the littles, you know. And I had to move up to Sam Rayburn from Kima um, to take over the family business. And um, so my mom wanted her ashes spread on Sam Rayburn. And uh, I, I... I didn't have a grave site to go talk to, you know, and and I didn't really personally know a lot of people up here. I mean, I moved up to a town of 223, which 223 makes a great bullet, you know, but when you come from like the fourth largest city in the country to, you know, something very small like this, it you know, you feel very vulnerable and very alone, you know, and it was, um, it was kind of like hit the brakes and it flies right by you. That's how my whole reality felt, you know, at that time. So I picked up a fishing rod and I went out to go visit my mom on the water. And eventually it became more about fishing and less about visiting mom. And it just evolved from there.
0: Well, that's a good story. I wasn't yeah, expecting absolutely. that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty I mean that adds a adds a whole new layer to it. I mean, yeah, you're you're t- and that and for me, like w- the love of the the Gulf of Mexico here. Uh, it, it when I think about it, it's a lot of the same things. Like a lot of my good childhood memories have to do with going out to Horn Island, Go Ship to the Island, Island
1: fishing. yeah, or you just laying in the, the bottom North of here. a skiff, something like that, Correct. shrimping.
0: Correct, and yeah. I think that's why we're so. Uh, it's in your blood, people say, or whatever, but it's just like. It's more than just being on the boat. I've, I could go to, on the boat somewhere else, and I'm still gonna have a great time. But there is a difference. Like I've been to Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, fishing, and it's amazing down there. I mean, the water, the 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 uh, the rockways when you when you go out of the of the of the bay there, and it's amazing. But it's just not the same. It's not the same. It's as not down as, cool here. as being an old back yeah. bay. <laughs> yeah, it just ain't. You know, and I'm sure there's people that don't understand. They're like, "What an idiot!" But that's just yeah. how it is. So
2: yeah. I can I've fished a lot of places myself, you know? And so, um, as you can see, I'll, I'll travel over, but no matter what it, it's to me, it's really, it's complex in one feeling where I, I feel like if I'm, if I step on a, on a bass boat, you know, here, I'm close to my mom. Right. If I step on a boat out on the Gulf, you know, or on the, on the salt water, cause my dad went everywhere, you know, um, I'm with my dad, you know, yeah. so where people, I don't know, maybe, maybe, a. I, what are they? A psychiatrist would have a field day with me. He's like, oh, she's out there with her parents, you know, or some making a joke. But in reality, it, it, I think Adam J., the rapper, really said it best. You know, the ocean is my church. Like, I find my peace and I just find home the minute that boat starts rocking, you're out in the water and everything is gone. And then when you lose the phone signal, it's just like almost just inner peace absolutely
1: yeah. you don't have no email yeah. to check you don't have, have anybody worried about you it's just you in the in the, in the water really
2: right or trolls anymore yeah. you know like yeah you don't have to worry about trolls i'm sorry my daughter's over here fishing on That's her okay. vr set and she keeps hitting the <laughs> camera it's so
1: okay. it's all uh, good
2: but you yeah still, it's a, go
1: ahead when, when you got into you got into saltwater first and then you moved into bass fishing is that what you're saying
2: Uh, Yes. I had actually never bass fished before, uh, before I moved up here to Rayburn. And um, so I started bass fishing. My first, my first saltwater fish actually ever caught was a sheep's head. Right. So uh, my aunt lives down in Homa and her husband was a guide. So we went out there and uh, I caught a sheep's head and I was so, so excited. And I can tell you how young I was because it was the day that I lost my very first tooth. So <laughs> I, and I, I won't forget it, you know, um they had a camp Good set out
0: in one day, yeah.
2: yeah, 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 so well, it was really funny because they had a camp set out, and uh, you know how they have little camps out there, you know, whatever, and my I wanted to go swimming, and my aunt was like, you can't swim well, I got a hole of a, a really big sheep's head, and I was struggling trying to get it in and she's like, I told you you couldn't go swimming, and I was yelling, I'm like, I'm not swim, trying to swim, trying to get a fish and so they yeah. ran over you know, and helped me and so Um, and ever since then, you know, and I just saw the, the the pride on my dad's face. Like my dad's face was just beaming with so much pride and I was hooked, you know, like from there, it was just, uh, it was a good feeling. You know, it's something you can't explain something to me that any other sport doesn't give you, but, um, and then life, you know, I, I did it, but not to the extent of what I'm doing now. Right. You know, uh, and then coming up here and getting involved in it and, Going out there every day, or going to the—I was going to the gym, or I'd go on the water, and I would go to a place here called the Stump. And um, you know, again, small town—we don't have a lot of places—and the Stump is pretty iconic, right? You know, you walk in, and any given day, there's a Hall of Famer in there, or you know, pro bass fishermen, or you know, legends in the industry are, are just sitting around. And we would have breakfast, and Randy Dearman, and uh, we would all sit at this one table—they call it Table Thirteen. And Bob Seeley, you know, he knew my mom and uh, he has the largest amateur, you know, boat tournament in the world. Right. You know, he gave away three hundred five thousand dollars for one fish. And then he used to have the ESPN Redfish Cup. Right. For seven years. Um, Well, Bob and I would sit there and visit and Randy and then they would tell I would tell them, you know, and I I didn't know to the extent who these people were. You know, I didn't Google them. That's not why I was doing it. I was just going through grieving process. and I was just fishing, you know, and. Um, and then they would tell me, you know, try this or, you know, go over to here and try this, you know, and, or do this technique, you know, different things. And, uh, I was like, okay, you know, and I, I remember I walked out and somebody was like, what did he tell you? You know? And, and they were asking and they were like, oh, okay. You know? And I didn't know that they were trying to fish me to get information, oh, yeah. you know? And I was like, yeah, you know? And then, uh, later they were like, don't tell anybody what we're telling you, you know? I was like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So, um, but then uh, eventually they were like, "Okay, kiddo, you know if you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it the right way." And uh, they kind of took me under their wing. And then I got put through this like bass boot camp for a, extended, numerous weeks. And then uh, I entered a tournament with uh, another former pro, and uh, there was like 376 boats in that turn, 300 and almost 400 boats in the tournament. It was a real big tournament, and uh, I did pretty well. And um, at Hooks were in at six, I think, like by 640, 636 or something like that. Right in the very beginning of the tournament, I pulled up a seven pounder, you know. So um, I was like, what? And then, of course, yeah. uh, my, my partner was like, shut up, right? <laughs> so, yeah. um, and then I started posting, uh, you know, posting pictures, you know, and uh, people started noticing, you know, and magazines wanted to to uh do stories on me and i just kept fishing tournaments and just kept going out every day and and um just getting more involved and i realized how much i loved it and then just kept pushing myself to fish more and more places and and to level up myself not trying to compete i mean it sounds ironic that you're in tournaments but it it wasn't because i was competing i was just trying to become a better version of myself than i was yesterday you know, yeah. and uh, and the best way to do that is to to be around people that are going to push you. You know, um, and so I wanted that because I knew I had to perform better. It, it's like a psychosomatic, right? You know, you feel right. if you're around better, you do better. You know, kind of like surround yeah. yourself with people. Surround yourself you know? with
1: better people. Yeah. Yeah. So and would so, you say that's yeah. would you say that's when you that's when you took this Facebook whatever you we're gonna call mm-hmm. it uh, content creator to the next level? Is that one of the ones that started it?
2: No, no. I just kept doing it on my, uh, on my regular page. Um, and that kept going on for, uh, you know, a couple of, well, another year and then, um, and then I had the producer from the Elite Fishing League reach out to me and ask me if I wanted to be the analyst on season one for the Elite Fishing League that was on Discovery. And so I, um, I said yes, and then I accepted that. And so I went and did that with the, the Pro Redfish League. And then um, then uh, when COVID hit, and then the, the owner of the magazine was like, Heather, you have to start you know, some, not just a Heather Smith, you need to start a Heather Smith outdoors. Like you have to do it. And he'd been telling me that. And I just kept pushing it off. And he's like, well, you can't do anything. I was like, but I can fish, you know, the governor says we can fish here, but he's like, you know, he's like, but there's a curfew. So, you know, get it done. So that's actually when I, I started my page. And, um, from there, you know, people just, just wanted to see it. And, and I don't, I don't come home and and watch a bunch of television shows. Like I have all my digital streaming, you know, I have my discovery digital streaming and Disney and for the kids and stuff. But Mm. I, I really just submerged myself in like spoon plugging became my Bible. Right. You know, like, so, um, and I just started researching and, and watching everything I could on techniques and reading articles and lures and, and, you know, doing everything I could to just become a sponge because, um, as a female, you know, coming into the industry, uh and and not bass fishing or or not doing this every single day since i was five years old like a lot of these people um it you know i took a lot of knocks for that you know a lot of there were some people that were really really welcoming and then there were others that you know or were very condemning that Mm -hmm. i was uh getting attention for it and or that i was even doing what i was doing with it um or you know and having successes in the way i was having successes (laughs) And, uh, but, you know, I I didn't pay them any attention. I wasn't doing it for, I was doing it for the right reasons. I was doing it because I love it, you know, and that's why I do it. So, um, you know, and and I've never been one to really back down to a challenge, you know, so um, I'm like, challenge accepted. You know, you want to see me do it, then I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, I was like, okay, you want to see now? Now you just all you done was push the wrong button because yeah, you know you, you tell you me something me like that. Now I got to do it the right yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to say that, but that's truly how I am, yeah. you know. So yeah. if you tell me no, I'm like I'm going to do it twice and then actually video it just so you can see how well it's done, right. you know. Right. So, uh, but the uh, but yeah, that's that's actually how that that got into play. And uh, after that, then Merrill Sport, uh, the co-founder of the. Um, pursuit channel reached out to me because he had the hunt channel and he asked me if i wanted my own show heather smith outdoors on the hunt channel and uh in the meantime uh they had asked me if i wanted to be the editor for florida fisherman magazine and uh outdoor editor for florida fisherman magazine and uh, i just kept fishing i mean i went fish tournaments in um alabama you know and on lake Gunnersville, fish in louisiana fish them in uh I went to Cuba, called Marlin there. I wanted to catch a, a Marlin in Cuba, you know, and everybody, a lot of my friends were too scared to go over there. So like right, right in that window when everybody could go. So um I went and I chartered a boat by myself and I went and caught a marlin out of out of uh, Hemingway Marina, you know. So And this is um, during COVID when it was crazy restrictions going on, right? No, no, no. Uh, That was actually before I started Heather Smith Outdoors page. That was, I went, I think it was 2019. I I flew back on the 3rd because I didn't feel like it was appropriate to be there on July 4th. I remember when I booked the trip. I was like, no, America. I think not come back on July 3rd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I remember looking at the calendar and I was like, eh, it's a personal thing. So I just came home on July 3rd. And it was 2019. And then, you know, uh, I've been all the way up the the Pacific coast and fished out of El with a good friend of mine, Craig Brewer. Um, he's on Netflix or he was, they had the Netflix Battlefish and uh, he does a lot of the Bisbee. You know, they fish him and Renee fished the Bisbee or he and Renee, that's his wife, mm-hmm. Um, and then I fished all the way up to Maine, Um, I fished out of Florida a lot, you know, Um I would have to say my favorite fishery for sure is, is Venice as far as going out Absolutely. for saltwater, sure, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yellowfin, sure yellowfin. Wild,
1: yeah, swordfish, it's, it's the Mecca for sure, oh,
2: yeah. everything, and it's yeah. Redfish Capital, you know, yep. so you know, you got everything that you want right there. It's just an abundant species because it's got a uh, you know abundant bait. It's it's just a very nutrient rich environment, um, right. and so you can knock down a PB for a, a you know a bull red. Then you can get your slots, you know, beautiful slots, and then um, by noon you can take off and go out, you know, and, and still do some offshore fishing, that's and right. then come back to the lodge and and do it Cajun style that evening.
1: Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah.
2: How yeah, yeah. Did, how did
1: you get how did you how did you get all these contacts like were these people contacting you once you got so high up were you reaching out to them or how does that work
2: they reached out to me uh really? everybody asked me that and i and it wasn't even that it, it's I, I don't think i had a lot of followers at the time i mean i didn't even have heather smith outdoors you know when people were reaching out to me i think they just like the and i don't know i i I don't know why. I mean, I do. I mean, I kind of do, but I don't want to say it, you know, like, um, but I think it's, I think it's refreshing to, right, for people to see a single mother out there with their kids doing it and doing it for the right reasons and trying to share that with people. I mean, I'm very vulnerable with what I do. And if I take on a new task that I've never done before, um, you know, I was notorious for doing a lot of lives before, you know, and the, um, and it, so if I made a mistake, they watched me make mistakes. You so you know, I own yeah. my mistakes. Right. So I'm accountable for it. And, you know, if I'm going to get a, a bird's nest or a professional overrun or whatever you want to call it, you know, <laughs> I've y'all never heard it called that. Yeah. i never like heard so it called that. Yeah. So that's Yeah. So um, if, if that's going to happen, then, you know, it, it does happen. You know, this isn't, this isn't a moment. I had someone one time that has, and I'm not going to say who it is, but they're very well known in the industry and uh, oh, and they've had, a, I don't want to give anything away. Um, but they were like, yeah, if you can't get stuff and you're trying to get content, you know, take a saw blade and tie it on, you know, and it'll bow up the, the rod, you know. And I looked and I was like, that's not gonna happen, you know, like uh, because other people get skunked. Like I just didn't well, wanna I'm not gonna do that, you know. So like
1: you faking the funk. You don't want to fake the funk. You want it No, round. I'm not gonna yeah. fake it
2: because like, you yeah. know, like if I get just, just grill, you know what I mean? You know, if I if I screw up, I deserve to be screwed, you know, like scrutinized over it. But uh, at the same time, you know, the MLF is here all the time, you know, and I I've fished in some against some really, really, really good uh anglers you know some of the best anglers i know uh period you know come out here and, and fish the tournaments on rayburn right and so um and the truth is you know the, everybody gets skunked you know so yeah. I mean, uh, we're, we're all
1: human there's not right. a person on the face of the earth that goes fishing every day and catches
2: fish. Nobody except for Josh Jones, except for Josh Jones. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what, what cartel of, uh, you know, the other side he signed a deal with, but I want to know if they're hiring because that guy is amazing. I'm joking by the way, but yeah, he right, is, right. he's uh, that guy's phenomenal. I, I don't know anybody that that's good. That, that is that good with electronics to be honest with you. So that's he, he, yeah, yeah, he's good. So
0: Bye. you so you you had people reaching out to you and kind of stepped out there and I, I heard you say you were an editor uh of of something right you were editing one of the magazines,
2: outdoor editor for Florida Fisherman magazine. Still are
1: right? Correct. Still I still am. Yeah, I yeah. still am. Yeah. I just
2: yeah I I do stuff with them. Um and Robert is the owner. When I first talked to Robert, he was, uh, you know, we had the same ideals. The same thing was to promote women in the industry and uh and and men as well that you know it it's a time for women and children to learn and that's a big proponent for me and to not to not be shamed for someone that when they didn't know something you know to encourage them there's a lot of you'll see two different anglers in this industry right and you see it all the time the ones that know everything right and they're um a little uppity to people that are trying to learn or they laugh you know or the people that are the really good ones because the really good ones don't laugh. The really good ones really want other people to learn and they share that. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and they want, they, they are excited to see new people come into the industry because they're not threatened. And so, and that's the way I want to feel, I feel about it. And, you know, and I'll say that because um, if someone is, you never see a winner in a Cass King, actually, uh, I just saw one of the guys from Cass King post the, an audio on his Instagram, and I absolutely loved it. But it had a curse word in it, so I couldn't use it on my on my thing for the the audio. But it said, you know, you never see a winner uh, talking bad about other winners. You never see a winner talking bad about losers. Only losers oh, yeah. talk about, you know, uh, you know, other people badly. So um, I love that. I love yeah. that because. And that's what this industry needs. This industry needs less cynicism and more encouragement. Just like like a lot less bullying and mm-hmm. a lot more encouragement.
1: Especially yeah. especially from the, the 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 gender, I guess, because I'm a I'm a girl dad. I have two girls, so for me, getting her, my daughters into fishing, I love fishing. Grew up fishing, throw cast nets all the time. That was number one. Like that's the right. only thing I wanted to do. I, I would wish somebody would say my son can outfish your daughter because I'd be like let's see it. You know what I'm saying? Let's see if you you can throw a cast that better than her because I told her, I know what she can do. So especially for little girls, they need that. I think they need that confidence to to, in everything in life. And it starts really young too.
2: Well, I think the best feeling for me as a parent where I I realized that I was you know, you always wonder, I think he, he, you guys are, are you're both boy, girl mom, or girl, dad, oh, should I has got yeah. boys, I got girls. Yeah, I got
0: well, even boys. if
2: it, it doesn't matter as a parent. Okay. Again, a little bit of vulnerability here. We always wonder, no matter how well we're doing or we think we're doing, you always wonder, am I doing enough? Right. Or am I doing this the right way? Cause there's no book. Right. And so the city of Lamarck had asked me to come down and be a uh, guest teacher for, um, so there's like four, 400 kids i think something like that one day and to teach them how to fish and it was a little tournament right so i don't know i know you obviously have done the cast net thing with the children have you ever had you know 300 plus something kids on a bank right trying to fish that have never thrown rods right mm-hmm. and being behind them it's like a bad day in bosnia okay so you've got all these hooks <laughs> flying you know and i'm like doing a crawl military crawl trying not to yeah. lose an eye um, and most of these kids that turned out for this event were between the ages of 11 to 16 and my daughters were there and the youngest, they definitely wanted to still be in the tournament at the end. Well, I had went around helping all these children and then I realized at, um, I realized at, I think it was like 10 minutes to noon that they had not got to compete in the tournament yet. Cause I've been helping everyone. Mm. And so I said, Oh no, quick, quick, quick. And so I had already spotted a spot because there was like a little oyster bed underneath. I could tell where the current, like I knew where we were going to go, you know? Right. So we, I mean, literally flew over to this other side, Her second cast, she caught this amazing redfish. I was like running back, holding the redfish in my hand, you know, trying to get there. I ended up getting scaled. It was like super bad, but I threw it down just in time. And she came in fourth. And she was eight years old with all those boys out of, like, I think it was 300 and yeah. something, you know, closer to higher end. It was over 350 for sure. But uh, that was those moments where you kind of smile and you're like, you're doing something right, you know?
1: Yeah, it's it's always cool. I mean, you could catch a bunch of – like, you can catch a redfish all day long, win a tournament, it's money, whatever. You wake up the next day, but if your daughter or son or somebody like that wins it, I mean, you're walking around – chest out, you know what I'm saying? You're you're the cock of the walk, you know what I'm saying?
2: Oh, yeah. No, it's the best feeling. And um, when all this started happening and, you know, in the beginning and I was doing the tournaments here on Rayburn and uh, before – actually, it was before I did the Elite Fishing League. So every morning I would have my cup of coffee in the morning and the little, little, okay, so she would get up – and she would take a stool, a bar stool, and she would go outside because my house is up uh, here in Beam. And so she would go outside on the deck. And everybody sees the pictures of the porch, right? I always put pictures up of the porch, right? Right. And she would sit on the bar stool and she would practice. She would take, uh, would take a rod and a bait caster and she was practicing pitching and flipping because the way that the roof pitch comes off like this, you can't cast. So she would have to practice her pitching, uh, pitching and flipping. Awesome. And she would do that every morning and this went on for two months and um, there was a picture uh where lila grabs the camera she's like mom mom mom, you have to come here and so she videos it and i go outside and she did it and it was perfect and you hear lila and that's the big little she's like don't cry don't cry mom and i'm all <laughs> and you just start yeah. bawling because you're so you proud of it. them yeah
1: well yeah. i'll tell you this example because at the at the boat show uh throwing a cast net and i'll give you uh My People ask, because I throw a cast net all the time. They're like, how did did you learn how to throw a cast net? My grandfather, when we were little, he would cut the weights off a cast net and put a cork on it. And me and him and my brother would sit in our living room and cut out fish out of paper and throw Uh the cast net in the living room because it had corks on it. It wasn't going to hurt anything. And we would just make a game out of it Uh, over and over and over. We would just throw the cast net all the time. And I was like, go home. Tonight, get your daddy to cut the corks off all your lines and put—I mean, put, put take, cut the weights off and put corks on it. You can throw it anywhere, any day, and it, that's how we learned to throw a cast net.
2: Oh, that's really—you must have a really big living room.
1: Well, my grandpa did. We did. <laughs>
2: <What? laughs> so we 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 were actually throwing the cast net uh, this last weekend in, in the front yard, and it, it has to be it needs to be raked for leaves. And I was like, "Hey, huh. guys, keep doing it because it works. Because when the weights hit it, yeah. and then you pull it." It was actually like raking, you know? So I was like, oh no, this is a fun adventure. And Lilo was like, I know what you're doing. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Move two feet this way.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You go over here. It's looking a little bear over there, you know? So uh, anything's fun. I just, I'm not saying a Mary Poppins, but if that woman could make cleaning a nursery fun, I mean, if as long as you have a little bit of imagination and get the kids involved, you know, anything can, before you know it, a lancet fish could be a dragon, you know? I mean, you could turn it into anything. So um, I think it's important for all of us uh, to focus on the children and and focus on the next generation because too much time, like I said, is I think put on electronics. And and this is a feeling that, you know, Robux isn't going to give anybody
1: correct
0: no yeah the outdoors is definitely definitely something special for sure how did yeah. you um how did how did you get the digital side of it though how did you it sounded like everybody was kind of telling you hey like you got to get the 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 you know the heather smith outdoors rolling were you reluctant to to make it to do that and then how, how did you get it going
2: yeah i mean i was because i did it for myself you know i mean i, I was just posting what I, I was putting up there but part of me kind of was like, you know, I kind of want to keep a little bit of some stuff personal, you know, like. but right. then, um, and then, you know, I had sponsors that were calling me and wanting to sponsor me. And so, uh, you know, all this other stuff was happening. And, and uh, I was like, okay, so if I, I didn't realize, you know, um, uh, that it was going to go into a full-time, you know, career for me, you know, fishing at that point. And, but that's what happened. It's just, you know, life is what happens when you're planning it. And so, yeah. um, I just kept posting what I was doing and literally, you know, when you have sponsors, you have to the part of the contracts now is that you have to put stuff on social media. And yeah, so you do I'm, what
1: you gotta do. Yeah.
2: Right. So I was like, okay. And then more sponsors came out and then, you know, then it's like, okay, you have to fish you know, and so it's not that you didn't want to, you know, you're doing it, but it, then it's a career, you know, before you know yeah. it, you're literally fishing and that's your career. And then that's literally, it, it happened on its own. It was self-evolved. There was no, there was no goal there. Um, it just happened on its own. It, it was completely organic. And the uh, the Heather Smith outdoors taken off. It just did it by itself. I wish I could, you know, tell everybody, um, you know, do this, and then this will happen. I mean, I can't tell you. You know, I'm going to charge you. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'll send you an invoice after this. Yeah, one, lady. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but no, uh, it, be yourself, be authentic, you know, um, crack jokes. You know, a lot of people interact with your your people that are supporting you. There's people that have been down for me since day one that believed in me when I didn't even know that that's really what I was doing. You know, like not like as in I didn't know that this was the career I was having. They already knew a lot of them already told me that they knew that this was going to be my career. And I didn't know that this was going to be my career. I just thought that I was going to be fishing tournaments and, you know, doing what I love and trying to be a mom. I didn't know that fishing tournaments, doing what I love and being a mom was going to be paying my bills. And, you know, and I was going to be who I am or what it is. Not that I'm I'm definitely no, you know, no swindle or or Van Dam or, you know, anything like that. I just just me, you know, and I, I'm just being authentic about the fact that I love it and I make mistakes and I have a dang good time doing it and, and I get to involve my kids in it. And um, and in between all of the other stuff, you know, uh, I get to go around and, and take on the adventures that, um, you know, I want my kids to share in it and to be able to have. And uh, a good friend of mine, Jeff Larson, he's a guy down in um, Port O'Connor, And he was a redfish pro for a long time. And he and I do a lot of stuff together. And uh, he was laughing one day we were talking. It was actually about a couple months ago. And he goes, can you imagine what it's going to be like when those girls start dating? You know? And I'm like, He's like, they're gonna, they've already done everything. No boy can bring anything to the plate that they haven't already done, you know? And uh, I said, well, when that happens, the only one that gets to date him is the first one that can beat me fishing, you know? So, oh, that's a good, that's a good uh, barn. Yeah. 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 Well, my fishing partner, Rowdy, now Rowdy Slaughter, he actually had a really good one. He raised some, uh, he raised daughters. He had Bailey, and Bailey's an amazing uh, angler herself, but um, he had a rule that, If somebody wanted to date his daughter, the first five dates had to be done with the family. So instead of being able to go out, that they had to come and hang out with the family. So it was something serious and they had to really be committed to it if they really wanted to date their daughter.
0: Yeah.
1: Mine's if you can outrun a nine millimeter. That's gonna be my first (laughs) date. (laughs) <laughs> yeah well i mean speaking of, of, of meeting people uh you we were supposed to meet up in um bell shores or orange beach correct um yeah and then signals got crossed and stuff like that we were both family and affairs which it should be but you yeah. were hanging out with uh ben
2: yeah ben yeah, i we ben went out with ben yeah Hey, do me a favor. Sorry, hold on real quick. They yeah, said you yeah. already know, Mom, and all the time, guys. Hand me the extension cord and hand me my or hand me my charger. Lilla, please bring that. Yeah. We're about to die. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna, <laughs> we're going down like a fat man on a seesaw. Yeah. You know, so it's well, all together.
1: We, we want to get a fishing story from you, so tell us that one because I because oh. that'll relate close to home because everybody knows Ben's been on a show. So yeah, ben, yeah, yeah. So tell us that story when you get that that uh, electricity hooked oh, up.
2: Okay, so we went out. We went out with them, and we were actually looking for uh, some wahoo. And so we used There's Ben uh, right there in the
1: comments. Yeah.
2: Hey Ben, what's up? <laughs> uh, and so we went out with Ben. We were out with Third Coast Thunder um, fishing team and charters. And uh, Chris is the owner. Ben's the cat, the captain. And uh, we went out, and we were we went. The beer can. I think people always call that sometimes they're fishing in the ghetto. I've heard some people say that too, right before. We went out we went out there and then we went out to another one with some twin, the little twins with a platform that goes across the top too. And uh, we looked back because we were pushing out, right? You know, after we were pitching out, and then we pushed out through the wash. And um, and we look back and this giant wahoo. I'm talking a giant wahoo, came up about Seven feet out of the water, or maybe eight feet. And I was like,
1: holy And that's that's what y'all were
2: going for, right? Y'all were trying to get a wahoo? Right, right. So we had a Purple Haze, Zack Attack lure, large, on the back, right? And so we started trolling, and I was sure that we had hooked up, you know, with that, that monstrous wahoo. And lo and behold, it was a white marlin. It was a beautiful healthy gorgeous white marlin uh it was a first uh marlin for a couple of people on the boat and um and true tradition they had to jump off the boat you know and Absolutely. we actually brought yeah we brought the, the marlin on you know took pictures and then great healthy release of the marlin very quickly to take care of the animal or the fish and then uh got some good footage of the release of it and it was a great time it really was
1: yeah that's awesome. So, so yeah. tell us your tell us your craziest story. So, you've been in a lot of charters and a lot of play, crazy places, right? With a lot of crazy people. What's the craziest thing you've ever seen on a charter? On a charter, i
2: tell you all know or, crazy or, stories. I got some yeah. crazy stories. This
1: on, on your trip. Well, the one that you've been fishing on. What's the craziest thing you've ever seen?
2: Well, I almost got shot in Cuba, but that was a different story. <laughs> 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 you know, so that was for taking a selfie. You can't take selfie. They thought I was taking a picture of a building. It was, that was a nuts. But, um, but oh, wow. uh, yeah, yeah, I got in a lot of trouble, you know. So, not trouble. I, I got to be very careful with my words. They came over and, and went through my phone to make sure that I wasn't taking pictures. I was actually holding uh, the camera like this, and they thought I was taking pictures of a building, you know. And that was, really? I think there was a lot of, uh, it was right before they, they shut down the fire? travel. Yeah, they thought you I, were a spy. I, I'm not gonna say that. Yeah, so <laughs> they they definitely yeah, but they everything was good in the end. So and I yeah. encourage everybody to go to Cuba. So I don't want it to sound bad at all. So what, what, um, year, was, you know,
0: what, what year was that? that you went
2: 2019. I was literally one of the. It I was on the very end of right before they shut it down.
0: That that was a bucket list thing for me. I wanted to go, and obviously, I did. I didn't make it during that small window where they were letting people travel down there. But I, I've always like Googled pictures of it and and been fascinated with like how all the cars are down there are cars because they can't they're old import, school yeah yeah well they can't import uh automobiles because of all the sanctions that they've had on them and i remember seeing a book that someone wrote that went down there like of all the um uh creative ways that they come up with to fix things because they can't get it, like if a washing machine breaks yeah. they can't get parts so they've someone wrote a whole book about how they've just figured out ways to manufacture things that like MacGyver things to make it work.
2: Cuban life hacks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah Cuban life hacks. Um, so yes, that is accurate, but I think I don't want to be misspoken here, but I've kind of tried to keep up with it. And I, it, I'm hoping that they lean back toward um, allowing people to go back because I would be one of the first people to stand in line to go back. It was phenomenal. And it cost me $180 American to charter my own boat. And to go out and get a marlin, and it was truly one of the best experiences of my life. The, the country is uh, phenomenally gorgeous. The people are so kind. There's so much history there, and the water is just so pristine because it's not overfished. You know, so um, the locals there, unless they're commercial fishermen or, or you know a charter, um, they're not allowed to go out in boats. You know, uh, at all. Right. You know, you're not allowed to, they're not allowed to be in boats because of the restrictions there. Um, When you go to leave in a charter, you have to check in with like a little military checkpoint that they have, you know, set up. Um, And so, uh, But, and I say a little military checkbook, it's some uniformed soldiers, you know, at the end of of the Hemingway Marina, but um, you take a look, which I guess technically is a military checkpoint, right? You know, but it's so tiny. You're like, what? Um, But, and the water in the Marina is so pristine. When you look down, you know, you think you're looking down maybe six foot and it's really like 70 foot. Like, it's just, it's amazing. It it
1: falls off like quick,
2: right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We were looking at Havana while I was literally looking at Havana while I was reeling in a Marlin and it was, uh, it was one of the best experiences of my life. Um, yeah. and if you get a chance to go seize it, seize that moment because it, it's beautiful. Um, one of my craziest ones. Okay. So, uh, I got some good ones, you know, Tanya, uh, my outdoor bestie partner in crime, you know, Miss Louisiana. Uh, we do a lot of cool stuff together. Now, um, I know when we were Nutra, I do Nutra-Rat hunting. You know, we do that from an airboat, right?
1: Yeah. yeah we, we, to- we I contacted the guys down there. We almost went and set up for that tournament because it was, what, three years ago when they started Nutra-Rat Tournament or the rodeo? Yeah, rodeo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
2: don't know when it started, but I know it's this. It's because Robbie Carter is a, a good buddy of mine that that puts on a lot yeah. of stuff. I think you guys are working with Robbie well, now, right? Robbie's. Stuff.
1: Yeah, Robbie's supposed to come on the show in about two weeks, so he doesn't. Yeah, have to I love Robbie. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. and
2: he's legacy. I mean, he his You know, they have a huge legacy that they've done in the industry, um and so uh, Robbie and I and Tina were supposed to go. Um, And it's the 24th, I think 25th And I'm fishing actually a tournament in Rayburn here um, Instead, and so I can't make it But uh, this year But Tanya and I went out And we go out with Cajun hookers I uh, love Cody, love Cody, love, love Cody And uh, we went out there And shot, uh, we were shooting Nutra And we harvested one And put her on the deck And her stomach was moving <laughs> So we cut her open And the video is on my Facebook page Okay. So we cut her open, harvested the babies out, gave them CPR. Uh two of them um, got rehomed and there somebody has That's them for right. a pet right now. And then I cooked them all and we ate her that night. So um, <laughs> the circle so, of life. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's all video, you know. So there's yeah. and again, you know, there's there's no no Hollywood there, you know. I'm like I don't no. need any blade, you know. Yeah. So um that that happened. Uh another one I was fishing with uh, a on, good buddy my how does Nutri-Rat taste? I was thinking How the same. How to? What do yeah. you compare it to? Nutri-Ratt it's to? phenomenal if you cook it right. It really is. Yeah. I mean, what do you do? Fry it? Just, grill it? What do you? What do you do with it? No, I slow cooked it with a lot of red wine vinegar and some garlic, minced garlic. Put some Worcestershire in there and some Southern Boys Outdoor seasoning. Um, is I've,
1: kinda. Uh,
2: kind of like almost like braising it, you know. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and then I put it in there for, I, I baked it at 200 for nine hours, you know, it was like 225, Ooh. nine hours. So it came out almost like a pulled pork. It was so tender. And then, um, we had neutral rat tacos, you know, I mean, it was, it was really, good. really, really good. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, see Angie saw the video She when, I, when we yeah. did it. It was, it was really good. Um, Another time I was out fishing for uh Ling Cod and I was out with, with Craig and we were out of El Waco and, um, and we pulled up the Ling Cod. And if you ever see the front of them, they've got, it reminds me, you know, big, the big yellow mouse, how they have the little toothy things. Well, just imagine like a little more vampire teeth, right. For the Ling Cod. Yeah. And, and uh, I had just put the camera down and all of a sudden this, this, uh Lynn cod just b- bites into his knee and is just hanging there, right? Ooh. And I was like, I was like, why did I put the camera down? And he's like, What about my knee? I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, let's yeah. go, you know. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know. So, um, and then that was funny. So we laughed about it because later that evening, and the littles were obviously there too. And the littles are like, Oh gosh, you know, they're kind of running around like little Indians, you know. And so, uh, the little things that we get into all the time are are kind of funny, you know. So. Um, I mean, little things like that, you know, obviously I think we've all had issues when we pulled up what we thought was the biggest PB and it was like a log, you know, and, yeah. a, you know, taking out a couple of, yeah, taking out a couple <laughs> screens with a, with a chatterbait before. And, um, let me see, uh, you know, I've had, Oh, I was up in Maine and we were bluefin tuna fishing and I was hanging over the side of the boat. Like we normally do in the Gulf, you know, I was kind of like sitting on the gunnel. You know on the right. side Foot on the side yeah yeah you know you kind of straddle like a whole workhorse work right. you know like right. so um well not far from the boat maybe 30 feet from the boat this huge great white i mean mm. massive great white breaches the water and flips right and i didn't know that i could move that fast but within seconds, I was cowered down in the middle of the boat, just shaking like a weather vane. And a tornado. I bet that
1: leg wasn't hanging off anymore after that. Ever,
2: ever, again. like, ever. I was even remiss. Like, you know, when you have to pull down like this, I was like, oh, you know, yeah. we, we, it went, was
0: just no. Yeah. I was gonna say, we, we went on a charter in Cabo, right? And mm-hmm. uh, And we were coming in, we all jumped off the boat as the boat's coming in to swim. Swam around, had been drinking all day, had fun. When we get back. Well, it was like months later, one of the guys I was with sends like this link and shows where the great whites <laughs> patrol. <laughs> and it was not far from where we were at. And I just remember thinking like, Oh my God, I will never do that again. Like that yeah, wouldn't yeah. that have been terrible to go to that? Yeah, tasty hey, treat. So- yeah, and getting eaten by a great white shark because oh, you were dropping. Oh, you could come back right? and work
2: at IHOP. I mean, there's always a positive spin that you could put on everything, you know. Like, I don't know, right. no, Very but you know, so here's the. I
0: could to, imagine to you about, like seeing it breach the water while you're yeah, laying there. I would have peed on myself. I would have peed. On yeah, myself.
2: if anyone saw any yellow in the video that was not CGI, you, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it was it was definitely something enough that makes your soul want to leave the body, you know. So. Absolutely. Um, There was, uh, it it was, it was an experience like no other, uh, I think obviously going out some of the coolest things I've seen, you know, in Jamaica, uh, is getting to fish out there with a bioluminescence you know, um, oh, yeah. you get to do that stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. They're a little plankton, almost like microscopic yeah. organisms, you know? They and so when they get blue, yeah. 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 So that was, that was actually really neat. So at one point, you know, I kind of, the inner kid took over, I just jumped in the water. Like I didn't even think about us fishing anymore. Cause we we're at nighttime and I started doing angels in the water, you know, like things like that, 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 that was a very neat experience. Um, I have to say, uh, you know, there's always crazy stuff. I'm probably going to hang up with you guys and then remember some of the nuts things. Cause you, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, you never do. Uh, Tanya and I always have a, I have a tendency to do the craziest, you know, like I'll, I'll go frogging and then all of a sudden before you know it um, I'm a little competitive, you know, if you can't tell. So uh, <laughs> I got a frog and I thought it was going to come off. So I decided to go off the boat. Like it was that important that I don't lose the frog, you know? And uh, there was another guy, he's like, he's very southern. He's like, I don't think I have ever seen a woman <laughs> go off the front of the boat for a frog. You know? <laughs> you're like,
0: hey, they taste good and I'm competitive. So, that's you that's them right yeah, I
2: yeah, know. I was like, you're going to like it better when we cook them up later. So, uh, so That's your partner in crime, right? That's the
1: one that fishes with you all the time.
2: Yeah, that's Tanya Tanya yeah. Crow. Yeah, she was a cheerleader for the uh, Saints. That she was a head cheerleader for the Saints, and then she was also um, the Miss Louisiana. And but you know everybody sees that, and it's funny when we're together. And you know, I'm like, she is a Southern outdoors girl. She was raised on a farm. She's a dairy farm girl. Um, you know, and Amy, her family has like 400 cows. They sell the milk to Borden. You know, and uh, then. When we went frogging one night, actually down there, we had, uh, we went and we got the frog. She and I skinned all the frogs together. You know, we caught them all by hand. And that's what we're doing it. We do it on live. So nobody, everybody sees that we are doing it. No one's doing Mm -hmm. it for us, you know. And then we got buttermilk that actually came from the, the, from her farm, the milk came from her farm and it went to Borden, and then we got the Borden buttermilk. So it was like a circle of life. And then uh, we cooked the the wolf, the frogs that evening, you know. And then we went out and picked some blackberries on the farm, and we made a cobbler. And uh, her dad, you know, uh, Daddy Crow, he came over and he's like, "Hey, do you think you have enough for?" Because I I let him taste it, you know, when I first did the first ones. We all cooked them together, she and I, and. Uh, Shh. and yeah, he said
1: banging
2: on the door right now. Yeah, and so that's okay. Uh and so my little she gets so mad if she doesn't get frogs. Like she's like she's they,
0: so they are yeah. good. That's what I have yeah. had, and they they oh, really they are, are, are good. Delicious. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and so Talbert had tried one, and 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 Tanya was like, "Well, we don't really have, an uh, you know, a lot." And he goes, "Too late. I've already invited everybody." So like all his friends and fa- the friends and family were coming in, and everybody was sitting around in true Cajun style. We're all eating the frogs legs that Tanya and I had went out and caught the night before, and a cobbler that we picked the the blackberries for. So that was fun. That was actually really fun.
1: Resourceful, y'all, living off the yeah. land.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think she liked, they like to play jokes on me too. We went out, uh, we have another friend of ours, Eric Dumas, who uh, is, they call him the gator man. He's at a Slidell, And so he's a nuisance control guy. And so the rules for when you're going out for a nuisance gator are a little different than someone that goes out and normally traps a gator, right? And you okay. have to be a licensed, yeah. yeah. So you have to be a licensed uh, nuisance person. So we would go and help him. Right. Um, whenever it was a nuisance call, which, you know, at that point, the these giant gators were eating people's pets, you know, and it were threatening, you know, eating humans. Right. When they become right. so large, they become man eaters. You got to. Yeah, you do. And so we had hooked up to one, and um, I was holding on to it because you you throw, and the treble hook goes underneath the front of it because you get on the side, and then the other one gets it on the other side. I think Mississippi, you guys are allowed to do. To, yeah, we do that. Uh, we do it all the time. Yeah, yeah you
1: you yeah. got to You, you use you basically gaff them. You, you just. just Jig it, jig it, jig it, jig it till you stick them into the dang back of the right, leg yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. And, you, yeah. And, and then when they're ah. really big, you have to have two people do it. So you get a one on one leg, one on the other, and then you alternate like you would like if you're offshore fishing, right? You know, go yeah. down and then you bring it in, kind of like, doo, 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 doo.
1: well, oh,
2: uh, yeah. yeah. Well, we're in this little John boat, right? And, uh, This this gator wasn't not having it, and so we went gator skiing for a little while. It took off, and I was just holding on, and and it looked like something out of a cartoon, you know. Like I was like, "Wee!" You know, like holding on, and this gator is just propelling us, you know. And uh, then we put it in there, and it's pitch black, and he still had this, you know, calls for these tickets, this other one that we had to get, and it was just massive, and it's dark, really dark. And all I see is a spotlight going around like this. And out of the corner of my eye, this 10-6 gator is moving right behind me, you know, and in the boat with us. Right. And I'm on the very front perched. Yeah. And they are cracking up laughing because it is the movements that still happen, you know, after it's dead. Well, I'm like, what like my soul left my body because i think that we've got a zombie gator <laughs> in the in the boat and uh, i was like hey you know he's like he's just napping i'm like what what kind of nap like 20 minutes or for yeah. eternity you know
1: <laughs> well if it's gonna nap i want the tail
2: i don't want the head yeah. let me get the tail <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. sever it you know yeah. so we had some really fun adventures
0: has uh has has doing it professionally now like for a living like you mentioned has it changed anything does it does it change the dynamic the uh the soul cleansing aspect of it?
2: Sometimes uh so it's funny you should say that uh it it puts a pressure on you right in one aspect because you know the kids still have to have braces the kids you know want all this other stuff so there's that pressure but uh, I was just talking to uh, my partner the other day and who was I? There was somebody else I was talking to. I was talking to Scott Burns uh, yesterday because he's doing a NET tournament, no electronics tournament, right? Uh, he wants to bring an old school tournament back. And okay. I said, and he's been in the pro circuit. He's, he's fished forever. And he was calling me and asking me what I thought about the idea, you know, of a tournament. I said, yeah, it's great. I said, honestly, Scott, I said, I don't care. I said, I realized because I fished a tournament two weeks ago and um, it doesn't matter if it's your twentieth or fiftieth or you know your first tournament, I wake up with so many butterflies in my stomach and giddy. as giddy as yeah. possible because it's the it's just like a kid on Christmas. And so no, it, uh, it,
1: it sucks because like you want to get sleep because you want you know you got to wake up early, yeah. but you can't sleep. You can't yeah. sleep at all. Like if I'm going to work, it's like then <sighs> I don't want to wake right. up in the morning. If I'm going fishing or hunting, four thirty, I'm up. Packing my stuff, yeah. getting a shower ready to go. If you can change
2: changing I go, No, no, I need to change my line again. You just changed yeah. it already, you know. We're yeah. like, No, you, no, not that much energy room. Room.
1: to go to work. Imagine how much fun work would be.
2: <laughs> well, that's why it's work, right? For me, you know, yeah, so, correct. Yeah. um, but yeah, the but it is now the soul cleansing aspect. I think it's, I see some of the most beautiful places, you know, and to me and i go all I and mean, i've been everywhere not everywhere but i go a lot of places you know fishing i just fished a tournament in uh st croix you know this last october and one of my teammates is a captain for wicked tuna who, and his girlfriend um amy perkins amazing you guys should follow her by the way um she is phenomenal she's a former marine and uh she also collects megalodon teeth right so uh we were out there fishing this tournament and we were with otc charters chris nelson who's won the winter Wahoo championship. He's, he's awesome too. Um, my, or my teammates and we all stopped at one point in the tournament. Cause we look up and there's rainbows like all around us and the scenery. Mm-hmm. So breathtaking. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was rough. It was real rough. But, um, but you look up and that right there is reminds you how beautiful the world is around you. And I'm so lucky that that's my window you know, yeah. for my cubicle.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. I am glad to hear you say though, that it, not glad, but I mean, that's the honesty uh, that it does kind of probably put a pressure on you. I know it changes a little bit of things like even just for Joey and I, if we go somewhere to, whether it's like the boat show or something like that, and you have to get the camera, you kind of feel obligated. Is not the right word, but it, it you're just, you're not, a, you're not a passively consuming. You're actively doing stuff when you're fishing or whatever. So there is, it is a different dynamic.
2: Yeah. There is a lot of pressure with that and a lot of pressure too in the aspect of like, you know, what people don't understand is they, I've got to take pictures and I've got to do video and, uh, I, I, I don't get a lot of pictures and videos of myself anymore. And I don't really like to, it's ironically enough. I don't like to see myself on camera when I'm, when I'm fishing because I just don't like the faces and stuff that I make, you know, or I'm like, I make some weird positions. It's really funny now, you know, like, whereas before I didn't care. Now I'm a lot more, you know, I'm like, I don't know about that. You know, it's not my best foot forward, but um, the, uh, it, it does, it does get cumbersome in the aspect that you're juggling a million things at once. And so you can't just but I still enjoy it, you know, but you just don't, it would be nice to be able to go on a trip and just not have to do that, you know, like, or, or to be able to fish. And that's the good thing about with the, with the, at least with the tournaments, you know, like this season with my bass tournaments too. You know, I'm not, t- I'm not, unless we're like completely at a lull for something, you know, you're not breaking out a picture. Cause it's different for when you're saltwater fishing bass, everybody reads everything in the background and in all exactly where you are and you can't give away anything. You know, they're like, I right. saw that blade of grass before I know where you <laughs> are, you it's know, right like, there. yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen it before. I know that, I know that twig over there, you know, so, um, but yeah, it, 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 it's still fun. It's still, it's always going to be fun for me. But yeah, I've got uh, I got some cool stuff coming up, though.
0: Yeah, uh, that's right. that was my next question. What do you yeah, got? Coming us, up what, what, yeah, what's
1: on the horizon up. for Heather Smith Outdoors?
2: Well, my birthday is March 26, which is next month, right? And I have probably the coolest birthday uh, that I think I'll ever have in my lifetime. And that's because I'm going to be, uh, there's going to be an episode of Naked and Afraid coming out that I'm on. So oh, yeah. How yeah. Was that? I cannot talk about that. You're going to have to watch and see. You're right. you So you're going to have to watch and see. I will tell you that watching this show and prior to going, uh, that whatever you imagine in your mind that the show is going to be like, uh, you know, just m- multiply that times a thousand. You know what oh, like? so oh, it, it is yeah, so you'll have to watch and see. So uh, March twenty sixth on Discovery uh, at eight PM or on Discovery Plus streaming.
0: Okay, so, all right, good deal. Yeah, yeah. I can't we're wait. About, we're gonna we're get, get you back going and talk
1: about that after we get done with it. Yeah, that's yeah, be sweet.
2: absolutely. Uh, then I'm fishing bass tournaments here through May. Uh, if I qualify, I'm on the championship in June. Uh, if we qualify, my partner and I, and it's a team effort, right? And then uh, June 8th, to 9th, I think, somewhere around there, I fly out to uh, Big Rock, fishing uh, Kelly Wagner, Big Rock, uh, back with Amy. And then I've got some, you know, fishing all over during the summer. I've got uh, another offshore tournament in Palm Beach uh, for the Pink Ladies uh, for Cancer, And then I have a charity tournament in here in November. And I've also got a fall shootout here in November.
1: Sweet.
2: Um, And then I think I may be doing the triple crown in Texas uh, this year. I was talking to Ben about it, but that's not firm. So I don't want to say that go hard on that one unless we, we know that one for sure.
1: Well, you know, our table's always open. So whenever you get through Biloxi and you want to do a show in studio, we're here.
0: Yeah.
2: Only if you have the cool artwork.
0: The artwork, what do you mean?
2: All the kids' artwork in the background. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. bring all this right. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, we'll bring the string and, and hang it up in the
2: background. we'll hang
1: it
0: in the back of the studio, for sure.
2: It's perfect, yeah. Well, you guys have been awesome. I truly appreciate you guys having me on here. And I want to thank you guys for what y'all do for the industry and your genuine love for the sport and how kind you are to everyone.
0: Well yeah, thank, thank you y'all for thank you for lot. coming on for sure. Yeah, we appreciate your time and uh, look forward to seeing more of your stuff. So Yeah, one thank one you. last
1: question the sure. fish for the girl stuff is that your apparel or are you starting that line or how did you get in touch with a girl is, my,
2: in? Uh, is is actually my tagline and so yeah. i have been signed with real wicked since the very very beginning and uh they believed in me uh you know they're another one of those uh individuals that believed in me and saw what i was doing before i realized what i was doing you know and it, the whole scope of things um and i always said fish like a girl and do you remember i think in the conversation in the the beginning, when I was told you there were some individuals that were kind of like, uh, you know, they had been, I took, I took what could have been a bad term and I turned it around and shoved it right back. And nice. uh, you know, and that's why I said, you're right. You know, if I'll like a girl, I'll try to keep up. So um, and, and that was it. I just, I, I try to take anything that's negative and I flip it back around and make it a positive vibe and use what some other people or other people, used to say was a bad thing and make it a good thing. That's what that's what America's about, right? We're all right. about adapting to overcome. So uh, you want to give me a challenge, I'm going to take it, you know, and not only am I going to take it, I'm going to come back, you know, leading, leading the pack, you know, that's
1: right. So where can we find so, us at? Where can we find you? Where's the best place to get in touch with you?
2: Uh, you can find me on social media, Heather Smith outdoors uh, on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, on TikTok. Um, You can watch Discovery. Um, You can watch Naked and Afraid on March 26th at 8 p.m. Actually, I looked at the lineup for the people they have for Naked and Afraid for this season. And it seems like they have a lot of amazing people that are on uh, this season. So the new season starts on February 19th. I encourage everyone to watch all of it um, and see uh, because they've got an MMA fighter. They've got a girl named Survival Lily that's on there. She's got millions of followers. So uh, I encourage everyone to watch all of it. And, um, then you can look at Florida Fisherman magazine, uh, that'll be in there. And then, um, I'll just be trucking along doing me, you know? Yeah. What
1: about your gear? Where can we find that at?
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Real Wicked Apparel. You can go to realwickedapparel.com and the Heather Smith Outdoors collection is there. Um, and that's where you can find the fish like a girl. I've got some fin. I took another one. I have some leggings instead of fin fatale. I use fin fatale, you know? Mm. So uh, I try to turn everything around. And um, we've got, and the littles, as we know, my littles go everywhere with me. Um, so we have youth shirts for little girls and the littles actually designed those shirts. Sweet! So they've been designing those shirts for two years now. Um, and so the, the youth shirts are actually fishing shirts for girls by the little girls. Uh, I think the, one of the biggest things, you know, just last week they had the Toyota, maybe it was two weeks ago, the Toyota series was here and a uh, gentleman that is um, one of the pro fishermen, uh, Mark Thomas walks up to me. And uh, I was sitting there eating. And, of course, it's just like a waitress, right? They, When people walk up, it's right when you take the biggest bite of something. And I had just Great. been in a corn because I was having crawfish. Oh, you too? Right? <laughs> trying to get it out and he walks up and he was like I'm you know I'm sorry he's like I don't want to interrupt your dinner but my niece loves you and if I don't get a picture with you she's going to not speak to me and I thought that was like the sweetest thing ever you know and uh quickly I dispatched all the corn in my teeth and then came back and uh Braylon you know Braylon Braylon Braylon, Brylan, Brylan. I don't want to get that wrong. So uh, thank you. And I appreciate Brylan, And I love it. I think it's, it's awesome. I want I want to see little girls do well. And I want to tell them they're stronger than they ever imagined. And they truly can do anything they ever set their mind to.
0: Awesome. What a great way to end it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All, time, All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Sweet. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, that, that
2: was, a, was good a good one. That was
0: a good one.
1: Yep.
2: Yeah.
0: Yep. Uh we got a lot coming up. Joey, you mentioned uh we, we're ch- kind of doing a little bit better about booking guests out oh, further. We, we are uh, booked
1: for the boat show. We're booked all the way to mid-April with some serious shows, some good yeah. shows. So
0: yeah, uh so people need to stay tuned. We mentioned the Robbie coming on, right?
1: Yeah, Robbie's gonna be on, in, I think three weeks, two weeks, and then we got some uh Noah people coming on. We got we got all kinds of people going. We got uh some UFC fighters coming on. we got Belcher coming on here with Robbie Ellis here in a couple of weeks. So it's, it's, it's going to be a good pool last, uh, the last end of this month for sure. February, March yep. is going to be good.
0: Trying to push hard in, uh, in, uh, Q one of 23. So that's right. Uh, if you haven't downloaded the app yet, we'd love for you to go check it out. It's on the app store and Google play. Just type in Brownwater banter. It'll come right up. Uh, we got a lot of cool things inside of the app, uh, that we're doing that, like Joey said, with Noah stuff, the weather, tides charts um keep the notifications on uh if you can we won't spam on there but we it is a great link direct way for us to communicate with you outside of all the algorithms uh so we'd appreciate that as well we hope you're uh, digging what we're doing because we're having a blast doing it and we'll see you on the next one Thanks so much for checking out the podcast. We really appreciate it. We're excited to announce that we just launched our very own brownwater banter app. That's right, it's free to download in the app store or on Google Play. Whether you're an iPhone user or an Android user, it doesn't matter. It's free. Download it now. Stay connected with the brownwater universe. Inside the app, we have links to the tails and scales, login, the marine forecast from NOAA, tides and currents, radar, a list of all the bait shops here on the Gulf Coast. Everything you could need for a day out on the water having fun. We've also got all the Brownwater social links right inside the app, connections to our merch shop. And if that wasn't enough, we've also built inside of it a country radio station. That's right. So you can listen on the go. I'm sure it'll evolve over time. Right now, we're calling it Brownwater Radio Music for the Outdoors. So download it now, check it out, and we hope you dig it.
1: water,